Kieran, welcome back to Talk Derby to me. As ever, when you tweet your interesting facts and figures about Derby County Football Club, we uh, we like to get you on and do a bit of an explainer because I tend to not understand it. I struggle with my own finances, let alone the finances of Derby County. So um, we'll get you back on to have a, have a bit of a catch-up. It's been quiet recently, but there's been a few developments with with some figures that you put out on, on Friday. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, Derby administrators, uh, they have a legal obligation to update creditors and, and other interested parties as to the, the state of the administration. And clearly, you know, first of all, the great news is that the club has new owners. Um, the, the Those traumatic nights where people went to bed not knowing whether they have a Derby County to, to support the following day have, have, have happily gone. Um, the uh, Contumar have put out a, a fairly detailed report. Um, some things perhaps a little bit still confusing, but uh, the club was sold effectively for around about 18, 18 and a half million pounds um, that didn't, of course, include the stadium. That allowed the uh, administrators to pay uh, football creditors in full to pay HMRC 25%, even though HMRC was entitled to uh, a full payment and to pay all of the unsecured creditors a quarter of what they were owed as well. Um, and then, of course, in a separate agreement, uh, Mel Morris and, and David Klaus came to some form of agreement with regards to Pride Park. With the HMRC angle, how kind of rare or how often would HMRC take the decision to take 25p in the pound? What kind of thought process do they have to go to for each case to decide what they take from a from a company? Well, it's uh, it's a bit of a call my bluff. Um, what Quantumar would have said is, we'll give you 25 pence in the pound if you try to force it through. Um, because due to the the change of legislation, HMRC, you know, I do now have a uh, a more advanced status as a creditor compared to the you know to all of the businesses which normally supply a company. They're entitled to to 100% before uh, unsecured creditors are paid. But if Quantumar said, well, we're not, we're never going to be in a position to be able to pay you 100%, and if you try to force things through, we won't be able to sell the club because. Um, under EFL rules, unsecured creditors have got to get 25%. So giving you 100% and unsecured 25%, we simply can't afford that particular deal. And therefore, the club will end up in liquidation. And the downside of that is, you'll, A, you'll get less money from us. And B, going forwards with, with no football club in existence, you won't be getting PAYE and VAT from season ticket sales, employees and so on. So um, it, it was a negotiation tactic. Um, I think it could be argued it sets a precedent and, and HMRC have, have fought um, quite a lot to uh, have uh, their, their sort of their preferred status um, as a creditor uh, re reinstated uh, by government. And uh, now that has been the case, is, is this a setback? Is, is every administrator now going to go and say, well, Derby County Football Club got away with it, so therefore, why can't we? So um, I think HMRC will have probably looked at the numbers, um, will have realised that, that ultimately it was in their best interests, as far as this particular case is concerned, to accept a 75% cut in, in uh, monies which were owed to the taxpayer um, and, and move on. Football creditors, I saw a figure, I think it was 8.9 million paid in full. But at one point, there was a long old list that was leaked out of all the money that was kind of owed to 
local taxi companies and and all kind of companies like that how much would have they have, have got back under the agreement are you, are you aware of that yeah they, they've all got 25 percent because again um the efl did change its own rules quite a few years ago because we went through a spate um in sort of the the mid to early 2000s um where club owners were putting clubs into administration paying the the local creditors you know the taxi drivers the local pub the local pie sellers and so on paying them absolutely nothing and then buying the club back from the administrators and and it didn't look good um it it angered other clubs who were paying their debts so therefore the EFL um, clubs voted to, to bring in this 25% rule. So all of those unsecured creditors, um, you know, they will have got something. Um, they'll still have lost 75% of, of the of the contracts that they entered to in good faith with Mel Morris. But you know, that's business. Uh, just on the administrators, there was an estimate of how much their services would cost. And the initial estimate was, I, I thought, um, from the outside, quite high anyway. And it dragged on. Would that have been... Would we have ended up paying them a lot more than we initially expected? Um, yeah, I think the initial amount they agreed with the um, creditors, um, it was one and a half million for Derby County Football Club Limited. And around, I think it's around about 150,000. There's quite a few clubs, sorry, there's quite a few companies associated with Derby County Football Club Limited, which have also gone into administration. I think the, the administrators fees were around about 50K for each of those. Um, according to Quantum's timesheets, their total costs are in excess of three million. Now, reading the the documentation, it, it is a bit vague um, uh, with regards to what's going to happen. Are they going to effectively write off one and a half million themselves in in terms of the? I think it's yeah, four hundred and twenty, four hundred and thirty pounds an hour that they charge for their services. Um, the the law firms that they employed, they they clocked up, you know, one and a quarter, one and a half million pounds. There were some um, advisors uh, appointed as well. I think they picked up around about 300,000. Yeah, there, there were a lot of professional parties who um, benefited from the administration. That's the way that the nature of the industry works. Um, and and they, they would have all have been paid in full um it's it's a little bit confusing reading the report as to exactly where Quantumar's position is uh in terms of the, the original fee that they agreed compared to to what they considered to be their time costs um and and we'll have to wait for another six months for the for the, the next report uh I mean Quantumar, I think they've only taken out nine hundred thousand in cash in terms of what they're owed um as far as the date of the report was concerned but again that's fairly standard practice and um, certainly as somebody that, that used to work in the insolvency world myself what you clock up and what you claim in terms of cash there was there's always a time lag um in respect of those two uh, during the the process quantum are always um keen to kind of blame other people and uh there was a lot of excuse well not, not necessarily excuses but um there was always different reasons why the the um the the sale of the club wasn't going through and, and during this report they've they've kind of mentioned a few of them haven't they a, a few different reasons why it wasn't all their fault it took so long um yes I mean ultimately you need a buyer who's going to agree a price I, th I think what one of the things which was was intriguing was that um Chris Kirchner's name did not get a mention you know I, mean, I think I mean, whatever it was eighty five pages of report um you know the, the he and he did lead a lot of people up the garden path. 
Um, Quantumar chose to ignore um, quite a few people who suggested that Chris Kirchner's digital footprint didn't seem to make sense. Um, and clearly, you know, he, he has dropped off the face of the earth um, since the, the demise. He's, he's not even turning up at golf clubs in the way that he used to every five minutes, um, even during the course of the administration itself. So he's, he didn't get a mention. Um, yeah, the, the media seemed to come in for criticism. Yeah, part of the reason why the costs were so high was because um, Quantumar had, had to speak to the media. Well, if, if you take on a football club administration, which is a huge part of people's lives, that then you're going to get contacted by the media. So I, it seemed to me to be sort of a very naive statement. They, they moaned about COVID. They, 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 they did seem to sort of moan. That, again, one person who didn't come in for any criticism from them was, was Mel Morris, the, the person that, who agreed their fees. One thing I was going to ask you, and it's, it's a question that a lot of fans have asked me to ask you, and without getting too far in it from my my perspective, sorry, but someone who's worked in the insolvency world, is it unusual to have a chief finance officer who oversees what kind of went off at Derby County to keep their role under a new owner and, and under the new business? Um, as, as far as the the new owners are concerned, um. I think yeah, from what we've seen of David Klaus, he, he admits that he's got no experience as far as uh, football is concerned. So therefore, to to employ Stephen Pearce um, has some sense. It, it does seem strange that Quantumar continued to employ him throughout the course of the administration um, and also to, to have these consultants who were being paid six-figure fees as well, um, you know who those consultants are connected to um, is is a little bit hazy. So that that did cause eyebrows to be raised. We, we don't know whether Stephen Pierce agreed to uh, work at a discounted rate uh, for the for the administrators compared to what he was being paid by Derby County. Remember, we don't ultimately know how much he was being paid because Mel Morris chose to not publish any accounts since 2018, and, and you know, that. That's his choice, um, even though it's in breach of the law. So it it does seem odd, and you can understand that if yeah, you know, if, if I was coming into a new business, would I want some assistance? Yes. Um, yeah, you know, perhaps Stephen Pierce made a very positive impression on David Clowes um during the conduct of the sale of uh, the club, and and therefore he was asked to stay on in that capacity. Is your understanding of that that's working relationship is still um, going well? That, that's, a, that's a very interesting question. I, I suspect that's a, a response to, to one of my little tweets. I, I talk to individuals now. You know, ev- everybody's got a uh, particular view of Stephen Pierce. Um, some are positive and some are negative. The people I've spoken to were disappointed with him. Um that uh, the way that he conducted himself, and, and this is people that work in the world of football. Um, so I'd, I've heard stories, but you know, that the people that told me those stories could have done so because they've got a vested interest, because they uh, they themselves might not might, might not like Mr. Pierce, and and for the sake of transparency, I've spoken to Stephen Pierce uh, prior to the club going into administration, and indeed he he contacted me. I think it was two weeks before the club went into administration offer, offering me some consultancy work, which which I turned down. Um, 
So, yeah, I've, I've got no personal beef with him, but uh, he he does seem to have antagonised other people um, around. Yeah. Sorry to ask that question. It's uh, one of those ones. Is a oh, no, you, you, you've, got, you've got to ask it. You've got to ask it. Just to sum up now, are you kind of confident from what you've seen that Derby County are in a, in a much stronger position going forward? Yes, I mean they've they've been given uh, a business plan, or rather they've agreed a business plan with the EFL. Um, I know the EFL aren't necessarily themselves popular with a section of the fan base. Um, I've I've had quite long conversations with the EFL uh, over the course of the past couple of years. In my opinion, under Trevor Birch, that there, there does appear to be a new ethos uh, in terms of greater attention to compliance, greater attention in respect of financial controls and making sure that they are being applied. Um, But then if you talk to fans of West Brom, Birmingham, Coventry, all of whom are themselves uh, in the championship at present and uh, going through various degrees of uh, angst, um, football is a... Football is a funny industry. So I, th- I think David Klaus from, again, all I can say is you, you talk to journalists, you talk to people around and about. Um, he has made a positive impression. He seems very level-headed. What he uh, does not seem to have any desire to do is to gamble with the future of the club, um, as might be the case with some former owners. Um, you know, David Klaus strikes me as, as a through and through Derby County fan, and he, he will do all that he can. But what he won't do is, is jeopardise the existence um, uh, and the sustainability of, of the club uh, as, as a as an as a EFL member. It's great to chat as ever, Kieran. Just before I let you go, I'm off now to um, get three different trains to go to Morecambe on a Tuesday night. But things are going to much better for, for Brighton and Hove Albion at the minute. Yes, yes. Uh, on Saturday, when we beat Chelsea four one, so that's the first time we've we've ever beaten Chelsea. So first of all, that that was a great achievement. Um, the manner in which it was take, took place and the the venom <laughs> that appeared from nowhere um, in respect of um, the way that, that Chelsea have conducted themselves. There's, there's, there's actually. Whilst Graham Potter seemed to be sort of on, on the receiving end of it, it, it wasn't him. Yeah, we're, we're playing we're playing some cracking football, um, and that that's always good to see. And, and that that reminds you of you know things can have an upturn because we've been down in the doldrums. Yeah, we've lost our ground. We we spent two years playing at Gillingham, and keep the faith. I'd always say to fans, uh, and also you get, you're going up to Morecambe. It's a new ground, you know, and and. Uh, you can have as much fun in League One as you can in the Championship. Uh, the, the football might not be as sophisticated. Uh, the, you're, you're one step further away from from the Premier League, but League One football, if, if it's a good night out with your mates, it's, it, it's still a good night out with your mates, isn't it? Yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. I've done six new grounds this year, so uh, yeah, superb. It's, it's what it's all about, isn't it? So, Kieran, thank you as ever. I really appreciate your time. Now you're a busy man, and uh, I'm sure the DCFC fans appreciate it as well, mate. Okay, and uh, all the best at Morecambe and uh, safe trip both ways. Cheers. Sweet to see you soon. Cheers now.